is nothing wrong with your radio. Do not attempt to change the station. We are controlling transmission. If we wish to make it louder, we will bring up the volume. If we wish to make it softer, we will bring it to a whisper. For the next hour, sit quietly and we shall control all that you hear. You are about to participate in a great adventure. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer limits. And now, it's time for the radio show that covers just about every topic. Because variety is the spice of life. From the arcane and unusual to current events and practical tips. Because if it's interesting, they'll be talking about it. And now, here's Bill and Allison Mancaro. Good morning, Hill Country. Good morning. Good morning, morning, morning. Allison. And you, You know, we just learned yesterday, we were walking watching a, a tv show yeah it's a um uh what do you call it was live um reality show a reality show and it was in, in new york city and a guy was wearing a t-shirt that says hill country barbecue that's right uh yeah. it was impractical jokers exactly Im- impractical jokers yeah that was pretty cool there is a hill country barbecue i don't know if that's the name of it it might be in new york city mm-hmm. yeah they've actually they've uh, done some bits on in the restaurant 8.09 is our Hill Country Patriot time, and we're happy that you joined us on our new two-hour program. Well, welcome. Mm-hmm, absolutely. We have people listening around the world mm-hmm. and around Hill Country, of course, on the Hill Country Patriot. We like to start our program, bookend our, our show with, uh, with the verse from the Bible. This is uh, Matthew, uh, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5. Jesus said, Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely. For my sake, rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. And somebody observed, the devil doesn't persecute those who aren't making a godly difference in the world. The apostles went away rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for the name of Christ, that they were graced so far as to be disgraced for the name of Christ. Well, we've got quite a show today. I must say, we do. We've been working hard on it. We've been uh, there's so much going on in the world, yeah. locally. Uh, it's it's uh, pretty amazing stuff. We're, we've got some really surprising things to tell you in the next couple of hours. So stay with us. Well, well, you, you, t- you talk about local. Um, the latest in Uvalde, the, no. the shooting at Uvalde. No. At the time of the shooting, we saw a photo um, of the shooter entering the school building and the same photo showed some men watching and we 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 thought they were cops and we discussed whether we should talk about it on the air and i said no that sounds like crazy conspiracy talk so so we did not however not that we're above crazy conspiracy talk (laughs) (laughs) yes but anyway some people believe in the conspiracy theory of history and some people believe in the coincidence theory (laughs) Just pointing that out. So we're all, all for conspiracies, but but I, I said we don't want to talk about that on the radio because it just sounds crazy. However, this week, what com- what comes out? 
a cop now says he saw the shooter with what he described as assault weapons entering the school. He called his supervisor asking permission to shoot, and he got no response. So the shooter went in and killed a bunch of little kids and a teacher. Why didn't the, the, the cop just stood there? Yeah, cop cop just stood there because his supervisor didn't didn't answer his radio. Really, I mean, really. Wow. Um, so so the cops dithered for over an hour outside the door, which we now know they claim that they're waiting for the janitor to come and unlock it. Yeah. But now we know that the door was not locked. They didn't try it. So they so didn't test it. So so my question is, what is going on there? There's a whole I, lot I mean, of weird, that, weird that, things. That, that is, that's my question. There's a whole lot of weird things about that. And, uh, you know, I mean, do I believe, you know, the entire police department was in some sort of conspiracy to kill the children? No, of course not. No. Uh, it's, but, but what was going on? I, a bunch of I don't, cops. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's just one it, thing after it's another. It's hard to believe that that many cops were totally incompetent, yeah. doesn't it? Isn't it hard to well, believe? Well, I've always felt, you know. Law enforcement officers have always felt you know, in high, held in high regard. Right, exactly. Uh, and exactly. you know, we know a few in locally, and uh, they're very fine people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, you know, I, I dated one. I have no experience. What <laughs> you did? <laughs> I didn't know that. I did. I I I, I met him when when my apartment was broken into <laughs> in Washington D.C. <laughs> oh, tell the story about you being uh, robbed in Washington. The cops were actually watching it. Well, I, th- that's how I met met that cop. Well, I don't want to hear that part of the story. <laughs> Actually, it, it didn't work out. But yeah, I was um, I was living in, in Washington D.C. and not in not the, the best of neighborhoods. It, t- today, it's probably gentrified in, in a much nicer neighborhood. But uh, I was um, at the Safeway grocery store, and I came out. My arms were full of you know grocery bags, and my purse was slung over my shoulder. And uh, uh, some, I, I did not realize at the time what was going on, but uh, these guys um, came up and grabbed my purse and threw me to the ground. And um, it was very, very fortunate for me that um, that area was being staked out for a, I think it was a stolen car that they were tracking or something like that. And... Uh, um, so there just happened to be police who saw everything, and they uh, testified in the trial. Um, number one, they asked me if I wanted to uh, uh, prosecute, and I said, you betcha. <laughs> yeah, they figured you wouldn't. Yeah, this was this Washington, D.C., and I'm a woman. They probably figured they figured I was a real wimp. Lefty. Lefty, lefty wimp. Yeah. And I said, you betcha I want to prosecute. So so they testified, um, which was a good thing because I—, I didn't, I didn't see anything. That, should have asked him for the death penalty. <laughs> but it was very, very funny. Um, it was probably a month later or so. I was I was at McDonald's uh, again in Washington, D.C., and I had my, my purse slung over my shoulder, and I felt this tug on my purse, and I whirled around, and it was one of the cops <laughs> who had come to my aid, and he said, do not wear your purse like that on the on you know on your shoulder where you can't see it yeah yeah wow. Eight fifteen is our hill country patriot time i uh, got a little uh, texas history for you in 1923 of this week the dr pepper company was incorporated 
Hmm. Now, I it it started in uh, Waco. Oh, uh, I knew I knew it was a Texas company. Yeah, it started in Waco in 1885. A man named Wade Morrison, who was owner of Morrison's Old Corner Drugstore, employed a pharmacist named Charles Alderton. So when he wasn't filling prescriptions, he often served soft drinks to the customers. And he liked to experiment with various combinations of fruit extracts and sweeteners and things. And he uh, came up with what became Dr. Pepper. Hmm. Uh, It was very popular. So who's Dr. Pepper? I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Dr. Charles T. Pepper. Okay a physician and pharmacist that Morrison had worked for in Virginia, hmm. where we used to live when we, we, when we worked on mm-hmm. Depot Hill. Today, Dr. Pepper is an operating company of with 7-Up based in Plano. And uh, there's a Dr. Pepper Museum uh, in Waco. It's called Dr. Pepper Museum and Free Enterprise Institute. And, uh, we haven't seen that yet, Allison. That opened in Waco just in 1991. Hmm. Well, let's see what's going on at 8.16 in the morning. Uh, Hardly Hills Farmer's Market. There's a new farmer's market in Kerrville, as we well know, Mm because we've been there twice now. We have. We were there just last week and the week before. Uh, It takes place in the River Hills Mall, uh, outside in the parking lot. They say in case of rain, they'll go inside, but (laughs) that never happens. (laughs) Unfortunately, Uh, that doesn't happen. (laughs) But uh, you bought some unusual mushrooms there. I did. There's a a lady who who grows mushrooms. Mm Mm-hmm. And when we were there last Saturday, she said she only had one little packet or dish, whatever you want to call it, of mushrooms left. And I said, oh, are you done for the season? And she said, oh, no, no, she She grows them year-round. Oh, year-round. So there's there's that. There's uh, soaps, uh, hot sauces. We bought some hot sauces mm-hmm. when we were there, jams and jellies, eggs, meat, baked goods. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's a a nice little thing to go so you can go there today uh today saturday from 8 a.m until noon mm-hmm. uh, and that's the the farmer's market on the jc penny side mm-hmm. of the mall well this week or this past week when they had the uh republican party of texas convention you remember uh that was about three weeks ago I think. yeah it was, when, not, uh, it was not this past when, week when uh Cornyn was totally booed. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was. Mm-hmm. I saw the video, and, and uh, of course, it was a support of the bill that uh, is going to encourage states to enact red flag laws. Mm-hmm. A bill that did pass, and it did pass, unfortunately. And if if you know what a red flag or don't know what a red flag law is, it simply means that uh, if somebody doesn't like you, they can tell the cops that uh, you're a menace and you're afraid, uh, you know, you're crazy or something, and they come and take your guns away without any due process, no court, no, not even charged with anything. And you have to go to court to get your guns back and pay a lot of money and lawyers' fees and take a lot of time and all that. So that's what Cornyn supported. And uh, he says, well, it's going to be a due process. You know, we can't have that. Yeah, well, there's no way for him to enforce that uh, because it's a state thing. Uh, it's not, not up to the U.S. Senate to, to do it. Well, they also, in, including booing Cornyn, who is a rhino, uh, 80%. They, they also booed. Dan Crenshaw. Uh, they did, and I don't, I'm not clear as to why that. I think it was the same thing. Oh, okay. It was the, the, the gun thing. Hard to believe Dan Crenshaw would be in favor of red flag laws. I know, uh, I know. I think he, cl- yeah, now that you say that, I think he claimed that uh, you know, people misinterpreted what he said. And I'm, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Right. Because I, mean, I thought he was quite conservative. Yeah, he is. Uh, anyway, the delegates at the Republican Party convention voted overwhelmingly 80% of the delegate votes to call for a statewide vote for 
returning Texas to uh, to be an independent nation. Wow. So this is not a fringe, you know, people think, oh, this is nutty fringe thing. Well, 80% of their delegates to the Republican Party Convention of Texas voted to, to have a, a, a referendum on the ballot saying, should Texas be an independent nation? Well, and, of course, the 80% that voted for it would are, are saying, yeah, sure. we want it. Well, and you, you know what John Cornyn called them? Oh, good point. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up, Allison. I want to I mention that. When he was so roundly booed, deservedly so, and, uh, you know, he was trying to give his talk over, and he had this, you know, smarmy smile on his face uh, like nothing was going on. And he was just, people were standing on chairs booing him. It was almost a riot. <laughs> uh, and afterwards he said, well, I've never been intimidated by a mob, and I'm not going to start now. Well, what he what he did is he called he called the Texas Republican Party a mob. <laughs> yeah. Really, really, really. That's that's the way you get reelected. That's the way you get renominated. Uh, he's, well, hopefully, he's we'll, toast. We'll see. Yeah, he's well, only he's got four years to go left. Well, I we we often talk about our time in Washington D.C. We do. Here's a sign from a hotel in Manassas, Virginia, which is a sort of an exurb, as you would say, of, of uh, Washington. This is at a hotel. The pool is closed until further notice. Sorry for the incontinence. <laughs> well, if there's any incontinence, I ain't going in the pool, I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, you know, the, uh, the other day, I, I, let's see, you, you said... I only had two falls. I, yeah. I, I, I did? Allison said, no, Allison said to me the other day that I only had two falls. <laughs> One is I don't listen, and there was something else. I don't know. 821, Hill Country Patriot Time. You're with Bill and Allison on a Saturday morning, and we're covering the Hill Country, the we Texas are. Hill Country, the most we beautiful are. part of Texas and the most... Probably one of the most beautiful, not probably, one of the most beautiful parts of the world, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. The UN, oh, we just love the UN, don't we? <laughs> well, believe it or not, uh, the name of the, oh, the UN Chronicle, which is the flagship magazine of the United Nations, We I didn't know that because we do not subscribe, <laughs> uh, printed an article, and it's not a satire. They don't do satire in the UN <laughs> magazine. No. I don't think they have a sense of humor. No, the leftists do not have no. a sense of humor. No. Uh, then they printed an article called The Benefits of World Hunger. <laughs> Seriously. The Benefits, it was written by a professor of political science at the University of Hawaii, George Kent. <clears throat> and he said, hunger serves as a, quote, foundation of wealth and how it benefits the world economy. So let, let me read a quote from this brilliant professor. We sometimes talk about hunger in the world as if it were a scourge that all of us want to see abolished, viewing it as comparable to the plague or AIDS. But that naive view prevents us from coming to grips with what causes and sustains hunger. Hunger has great positive value to many people. Indeed, it is fundamental to the working of the world's economy. Hungry people are the most productive people, especially where there is a need for manual labor. For those of us, still quoting from this nutty professor, for those of us at the high end of the social ladder, ending hunger globally would be a disaster 
Wow, that's amazing. Hunger boosts the work workers' productivity. He called the idea of keeping people well-fed, quote, nonsense, unquote. Oh, that's scary. Quote, no one works harder than hungry people. And the situation when people are enslaved by hunger is called by Kent a valuable asset successfully utilized by the world's most powerful elites who naturally do not rush to solve it. And, you know, we talked about conspiracy theories before. Well, I kind of wonder now, after the U.N. published this, I mean, it's not just some guy, you know, writing on the Internet. He, he submitted this to the United Nations, and they put it in their flagship magazine. So that means they believe that, right? Yeah, obviously. Okay. Obviously. All right. So what's happening in the world as far as hunger is concerned? It's getting worse. Many more people are lacking food nowadays compared to previous years. Uh, a lot of that has to do with the pandemic response that was unanimously implemented, if you remember, by the world's governments, endorsed by the mm -hmm. UN and all other globalist organizations, part of the Great Reset. That's intensified the problem of hunger. Uh, I looked up some numbers here. The number of people affected by hunger globally rose to as many as 828 million in 2021, which is an increase of about 46 million since the previous year and 150 million increase since the onset of the pandemic. Uh, and uh, the, another statistic I saw, after remaining relatively unchanged since 2015, the number of people affected by hunger soared in 2020, continued to rise in 2021 to almost 10% of the world's population. Uh, and it's predicted, I mean, President Brandon predicted this, food shortages will soon become a reality for the rest of the world, including the United States. Wow. Biden said that in March. It looks like it's coming true, and you got to wonder. You got to wonder: Is this all part of it? Does Does the UN? Does the uh, uh, global? The rest of the globalist organizations? Do they? Is this their? Is this their their theory? We got to have hunger because hungry people are productive. For mm -hmm. you know, they they serve us, yeah, us just, elites. That's just scary. Yeah. Well, I, it's it's. I'd say that's you know that's not a conspiracy theory when the UN when the UN. Uh, publishes it in their flagship magazine. I think they believe it, and that's what they want to do, and the statistics on hunger are proving that out. Wow. 8.26 is Hill Country Patriot time, and we got a lot coming up, don't we? We sure do. Yeah, we'll stay. We've, got, we've got all sorts of news, and we're going to tell you about, we have some news of the weird coming up. Yeah, and, oh, news of the weird is coming up, uh, which is one of our uh, little bits that we do, and uh, I've got some news about where, where our oil is going when we have high gasoline prices. Yeah, I think we you, know. you won't mm. believe that's this one if you haven't yep. heard it already. Yep. Texas, our Texas, all hail the mighty state. Texas, oh Texas, you're wonderful and great. Boldest and grandest, withstanding every test. Oh, empire wide and glorious, you stand supremely blessed. Texas, oh Texas, your freeborn single star sends out its radiance to nations near and far. Emblem of freedom, it sets our hearts aglow with thoughts of San Jacinto and glorious Alamo. God bless you, Texas, and keep you brave and strong, that you may grow in power and work throughout the ages long. God bless you, Texas, and 
Now with rappers like Nas and them start talking about the projects. Yo, it was wild in the PJs, yo. And I'd be like, word. But I don't know. I have no idea. My parents did just well enough so that I could grow up poor around white people. And to be honest, when Nas and them talk about the projects, I used to get jealous because it sounded fun. Everybody in the projects was poor, and that's fair. But if you were poor in Silver Spring, it felt like it was only happening to you. <laughs> Nas does not know the pain of that first sleepover at a white friend's house. <laughs> and you come back home on Sunday and just look at your parents like, y'all need to step your game up. Everything in Timmy's house works. Stay tuned for your next comedy clip on the Hill Country Patriot. Welcome back. We're Bill and Allison. HillCountryPatriot.com. We are sometimes wrong. You forgot to say that earlier. But we're always right. You don't have to point that out. <laughs> you know, I'm talking. we're talking about uh, the pandemic before the break. Uh, I found a quote by F.A. Hayek. Uh, and if you don't know, Hayek is a, uh, was a uh, brilliant economist, uh, conservative uh, economist, uh, and... Uh, of the, if you know this, the Austrian school. Uh, and I had the opportunity to uh, hear him speak a couple of times and mm-hmm. uh, have a little conversation with him. Anyway. Didn't you drive him around? Uh, I did not drive him around. A friend drove him around. I. Who, who did you drive around? Who did I drive around? Yeah, I was going to. Actually, I'm going to sort of comment on this type of thing a little bit later. Some uh, fa- famous economist. You didn't? And you took him. You picked. Took him to took him to your house in Moline. Oh, he wasn't an economist. He was <laughs> Jacques Marcuse. Was oh, okay. An okay. author. Okay. Uh, an author. No, I did know Milton Friedman fairly well. I was yeah. in, I was in his son's wedding, David's wedding. Right, right. But, uh, anyway, I found this quote by Hayek. It said, "Emergencies have always been the pretext." Quote emergencies. There's quotes around that word. Have always been the pretext on which the safeguards of individual liberty have been eroded. And once they are suspended, it is not difficult for anyone who has assumed such emergency powers to see to it that the emergency persists. Mm-hmm. Sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Sound familiar? Certainly does. Hayek wrote a, a great book. It's great uh, for anybody to read, particularly young people, uh, called The Road to Serfdom. It's an easy read, mm-hmm. uh, and it explains what's wrong with socialism, why socialism never works, and it only mm-hmm. enslaves people. You know, you can... You can vote your way into socialism, but you have to shoot your way out. <laughs> yeah. It's 31. I shouldn't laugh. It's not funny. No, it's not funny. Okay. I promise you I talk, talk about where our oil is going. You may have heard about it if you paid attention to some of the news this week. But uh, if you didn't hear about it, or if you did, I've got some extra things to say about it. Uh, show, uh, President Brandon is shipping American oil to foreign countries, including China. Well, and, and that's from our, um, what's it called? Uh, uh, strategic Oil st- Reserve. Strategic Oil Reserves, which is 
Petroleum, petroleum Reserve. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is saved for emergencies. Yeah. Uh, it's it's supposed to hold on to about 700 million barrels of oil in the event of an emergency or disruption. But now, because Brandon has closed the pipelines, killed oil and gas leases, refused to allow refining to expand, uh, he's gone to war with affordable energy. So the uh, Strategic Petroleum Reserve is releasing about a million gallons a day into the U.S. economy. But instead of doing something permanent and useful... Instead of solving the crisis that he created, it's, you know, you can think about that every time you go to the gas station or the grocery store. Uh, he's squandering our reserves. The uh, Strategic Petroleum Reserve is at its lowest level since 1986. Mm-hmm. So we're sending our oil at a time to of China, high gas to China, to China, the country that sent us the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now, why would he okay this? Why, why would he be okay with this when oil is about protecting America's national security? This oil can help bring down American gas prices. Why would he do this? Well, I was reading an article by uh, John Nolte at Breitbart, and this is what he says about it. Quote, Joe Biden and the Democrats hate America and Americans. They see us as the problem. You see, we drive cars and live in big houses. So do they, but they see themselves as the elite, as our overseers. And our overseers don't want the rest of us to be comfortable or independent. They want us needy and dependent because that's where they derive their fascist power from. Joe Biden and the Democrats will always put foreign countries and foreigners above Americans, especially the millions of illegal aliens they hope to replace us with. Mm -hmm. They're deliberately increasing gas prices to hurt us. You know, I read the other day, we have petroleum... Uh, estimated in the, in the ground and natural gas for about the next 500 years if we keep using it at this level or even increased levels. Don't you think sometimes in the next 500 years we'll figure out alternative fuel sources? <laughs> you think? <laughs> but no, they, they want, they're they deliberately increasing gas prices to hurt us. Mm-hmm. And one way to increase gas prices, ship our oil to foreign countries. Oh, and, and, and Joe Biden is, is telling um, gas companies oil companies that they're gouging people oh and, yeah and order, gas station owners. ordering them ordering them to lower their prices yeah and i i have never owned a gas station but i've always heard that they're they make very little their money. profit margins are very very small very small they make more they, they, they make, make more money on, on a package of twinkies exactly than exactly. they do on a gallon of gas exactly yeah so they're they're one way to increase gas prices of course what they want to do is to ship our oil to foreign countries. Another way is to flood the country with millions of illegals who consume oil and housing mm-hmm. and jobs, creating more scarcity and higher prices. Yeah, I bet, bet you those illegals don't uh, don't drive Teslas. Do you think? He was sitting in the Vatican in his brand new suit. Stood up to meet the Pope and all of a sudden he went poop. They ran out all the cameras, told him don't say a thing. He's the president now, baby, he don't even know his name. He's the president now, baby, he don't even know his name. Thought maybe it was Brandon, but it turns out it ain't. That teleprompter's telling us that Trump is to blame. He's the president now, baby, he don't even know his name. He said he'd stop the virus, but it's everywhere now. Inflation's up like crazy when your leader's a clown. 
We still got him three more years I'm dreading every day He's the president now, baby He don't even know his name He's the president now, baby He don't even know his name Thought maybe it was Brandon But it turns out it ain't That teleprompter's telling us That Trump is to blame He's the president now, baby He don't even know his name Last thing Joe remembered, he was probably 62. Now he's like, where the hell am I and just who the hell are you? They tell him he's in charge, but he ain't running anything. He's the president now, baby, he don't even know his name. He's the president now, baby, he don't even know his name. He's never been too good at those political games. Got a million votes at 3 a.m., don't you think it's strange? He's the president now, baby, he don't even know his name. He's the president now, baby, he don't even know his name. not only of sight and sound but of mind a journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination your next stop the twilight zone well you know what that means news of the weird PETA people for the ethical treatment of animals are calling for the firing of Tony Fauci because of failed experiments by the NIH um, we're experiments on animals uh we're spending billions on cruel projects i'm sure you've heard about the most recent eagle one um and the latest get this in tests to study hiv transmission among transgender women transgender women are okay bill answer this for me transgender women are what they're men yeah i I get confused. <laughs> I know, me, too, me too. So instead of testing transgender women, they are taking monkeys and making them transgender. They are taking male monkeys and giving them hormones to feminize them. This is what our tax dollars are going for. Uh-huh. And get this, monkeys don't get AIDS. But they're using this for AIDS research. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, and, and wait. Is, every, is the world insane? Is, uh-huh. Is this what it and, is? Are we the only sane people in the world anymore <laughs> and, and and wait it gets now, our listeners as well though. that's true that's true people who are, have the smart smarts and sophistication to listen to the show and all of great programming i will point out on, the <laughs> on hill, hill country, country patriot. patriot um but but it gets worse and bill was talking about how we are now shipping our um uh, petroleum reserves to china um the um covid um, pandemic came from China. It was manufactured in China, right. in, in a lab in Wuhan, China. Right. And guess what they're doing now? That that exact same lab in Wuhan, where COVID was developed, is now making monkeypox. No kidding. Yeah, how about that? It's manufacturing monkeypox. Mm-hmm. How about that? And we sent tax dollars uh-huh. to that lab. That's right. Fauci sent tax dollars to that lab. That's right. That's right. Fauci, by the way, is the highest-paid government employee in the United States. Which I mean, even more than even more than his own boss. Which he more than Francis Collins, and uh, I. <laughs> a 
let me put it that I don't want to get him in trouble, <laughs> but uh, I have a very dear friend. Uh, we used to work together on Capitol Hill and just saw him recently. And uh, he was in charge of government relations at uh, NIH, the National Institutes of Health. And his boss was uh, Francis Collins, who he was very close to. And uh, I asked him not long ago, Alison and I had lunch with him, asked him, why is Fauci the highest paid government official, higher than his boss, uh, Francis Collins, makes more than the President of the United States? Mm-hmm. He said, when I was in charge of government relations at NIH, we were always afraid that that question would come up in <laughs> congressional hearings. Because <laughs> there's no good answer for it. The piece of the best answer we came up with is that he's been in the job so long that oh, you know, okay. he's had... had uh, but. I'm sure there are other government employees have been their job a long time too. Well, exactly, but, exactly. Oh, that's just disgusting. And the, uh, yeah, that's where they manufactured. Now, another thing, by the way, and you told me this the other day, I think, or did I read it? Uh, I probably s- told you. I mean, I know everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> uh, I told Allison the other day, by the way, that that uh, she should embrace her mistakes, and so she hugged me. <laughs> no, but anyway, smallpox. The smallpox was smallpox was eradicated worldwide. Uh, twenty years ago, I don't know, something like that. I think I think longer ago than that. There are. Oh, I think before forty years ago, fifty years ago. Anyway, I, I don't remember. Or last week. Sometimes I can't tell the difference. <laughs> I know. Uh, but it was eradicated a long time ago. So why? Are, there are two labs in the world that have smallpox virus in containers. Wow. And one of them is in China. So the, is it the one in Wuhan? I don't, probably. I don't know that for where it is exactly. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I mean, wh- wh- why, do they keep, why do they keep viruses? Why do they keep a deadly virus? Yeah. They, well, what I read was they're doing it to uh, work on vaccines. Well, well just we, destroy we, the damn things. Yeah. Well, we have we have a, we've had a small smallpox vaccine for yeah. many many years. We did. So, why they're keeping it? Some people might, you know, some crazy conspiracy theorists might say they want to release some time to to release to the world mm-hmm. to cause more problems, mm-hmm. more pandemics. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm not a crazy conspiracy <laughs> theorist. Eight forty two is our Hill Country Patriot time. Uh, oh. What happened this week in 1964? Natural Bridge Caverns, the largest known cavern in Texas, was open to the public. What what year was that? 1964. Hmm. We we've never been there. We haven't, I, and we should. Uh, well, we I was should. reading about it. And I thought, well, this sounds cool. Well, I grew I grew up in <laughs> in caves. <laughs> I knew there was something <laughs> weird about you. Yeah, the area where where I grew up in southern Ohio had a lot of caves. Oh yeah, sure, Mammoth Cave. Doesn't that go yeah, between Ohio and Kentucky? Yeah, and then Seven Caves was very close to where I lived. I mean, so I was like always, as a kid, always going to caves. <laughs> well, if uh, if any of our listeners ever get to Tennessee, Alice and I were once driving mm-hmm. through Tennessee, mm-hmm. and we saw this billboard, and it said, Visit the Lost Sea. And we had no idea what it was, but we had time. So we got off the highway, drove about 40 miles <laughs> yeah, to really, visit the yeah. Lost Sea. Or, but we we carried on. And uh, it was fascinating. I'll never forget it. Point of no return. So we well, to keep going. True, yeah, <laughs> but I will never forget it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't know what, even what it was. Well, and we were the only visitors there. Mm-hmm. And uh, what they do is, it's a cave, and you go down 
steps, I think, or mm-hmm. I've forgotten what an elevator steps. You go way down steps in, the, in the earth, and they have this, they call it the Lost Sea. It's, it's, it's uh, fresh water, and you get on a little, like a gondola boat, and the, uh, the guide takes you around this very large underground lake. Mm-hmm. And he said, we know that there's a lot more to, to, the, to the lake than we see, because the walls of the cave, uh, we've had divers go under the under the walls, and they can they can dive and go into another chamber. And he said we've had professional cave divers come out here to measure, and he said it's it's so large they don't have enough equipment to measure how mm-hmm. big this thing is. Mm-hmm. So it's called the Lost Sea. So if you're ever in Tennessee, that's very interesting go down there. Well, anyway, getting back to Natural Bridge Caverns, it was discovered in 1960 uh, by four students at St. Mary's University hmm. in San Antonio. Um, and uh, it's in Comal County, um, midway between New Braunfels and San Antonio. Uh, and uh, it's got a half a mile of paved trails, illuminated by 35,000 watts of indirect lighting. It's about 260 feet below ground level. So that was uh, opened in 1964 this week. Yeah, that's kind of cool. 845 Hill Country Patriot Time with Bill and Allison. And we appreciate you joining us. Absolutely. You can hear us anytime. If you don't have much of a life, you can oh, hear, you can listen to all us. All of our listeners. 20, 24 7. Yeah. First couple of TexasRadio.com. That's true. That's true. And we're also on 104.3, as you know, if you're listening. And 102.1. In Fredericksburg. Hillcountrypatriot.com. Hillcountrypatriot.com. We have people listening all over the world. We've mm-hmm. been. We've been uh, informed by people that we're doing that and uh, we appreciate every single one of you we really do and we're on two hours now from eight to ten on saturday mornings Mm -hmm. and as allison said 24 hours a day (laughs) seven days a week at hill at uh, first couple of texas radio dot com Blue skies over Sedona, not a cloud in the sky. Headed for the coast for a better way of living, and I just don't, don't know why. Was I really leaving, or was I searching for that peace of mind? When I found I had Texas on my mind Another day, another dollar Another footprint on my soul If I find
Welcome back. We're Bill and Allison, hillcountrypatriot.com, and that was the Jive Aces, who were here with us at the Kalu Center back in, I think it was April, wasn't it? It was in April. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. And you can go to their website, uh, actually go to our YouTube and see some of their videos. Mm-hmm. They're a cool group. 8.52, Hill Country Patriot time. Uh, you may have heard, you may not have heard, that the uh, attacker in uh, Highland Park, the shooter in Highland Park, Illinois uh, got his guns legally, and Illinois has some of the strictest mm-hmm, gun sure laws do. in the country. Sure um, and you know something about Highland Park, don't you, Bill? I used to do a talk radio show on, mm-hmm. on a Highland Park station. That's right. That's right. And uh, so I it hit you know fairly close to home when I heard about that. Uh, but the majority of high-profile public shooters over the past 15 years have gotten their guns legally. Legally. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important to know, even with stringent gun laws in some of these states, like Illinois. I mean, uh, you know, Illinois is uh, uh, rated by gun control groups. Uh, they give them an A rating for their for their gun laws. Uh, <clears throat> City of Highland Park has an assault weapons ban, a ban on large capacity magazines. But I was thinking about about this whole gun issue. And I wrote a little essay about it, and uh, <laughs> there it is. You did. I did. I wrote a little essay about did it. Did you really? Uh, I did. I lost it. <laughs> the goal of gun control advocates is to ban the sale of all guns to the public. The next step is to confiscate all the estimated 393 million guns currently in private hands. Good luck with that plan. Yeah. There are more guns than people in the United States. Well, you know why we have guns. To protect us against the government. Mm-hmm. That's the exactly. purpose of the Second Amendment. It's exactly. not for hunting. Exactly. Yes. Um, leaving aside the fact that, that the fact that uh, taking guns from people would trigger war between gun owners and the fascist state, that we've never seen anything like that in this country. But the argument for gun control makes no sense. I mean, we've seen what a great job the government <laughs> has done keeping illegal drugs out of people's hands. That's a good point. What makes anyone think they can do it with guns? You know, the definition of insanity, Allison. I do. Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different different uh, outcome. Exactly right. By that definition, gun control advocates are clinically insane. That's true. That's true. There, there, I count three reasons we didn't have mass shootings, or very few, before recent times. I think the first one was probably the Texas Tower. I'm not sure there were mass shootings before that. Um, hmm, that's a good point. This first one I re- yeah. rem- can think 66, of. 66, I think that was. Something like that. Um, so I think I count three reasons we didn't have those mass shootings before, before recent times, relatively recent times. One is that mentally ill people were in mental hospitals, mm-hmm. not on the streets, mm-hmm. getting high on drugs. The problem is not guns. It's the fact there are more mentally ill people on the streets than ever before. And I looked this up, Deinstitution of Mentally Ill People, Deinstitution, taking them out of the hospitals, started in the 1960s. It was accelerated when the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in a 1975 case called O'Connor versus Donaldson 
that if an individual is not posing a danger to self or others and is capable of living without state supervision, the state has no right to commit the individual to a facility against their will. Of course, whether or not a person poses a danger to self or others is somebody's opinion, some psychiatrist's opinion, and that opinion is often wrong, and capable of living without state supervision, what are, what are these so-called homeless people on the streets? You know, they're, where do you think they're getting their, their money? I mean, it's, it's state supervision, if you want to call it that. So th- this is against what the Supreme Court said. Uh, Tucker Carlson uh, said, quote, one thing nearly all mass killers have in common, almost every single one of them, with some but few exceptions, all of them are alienated young men. That's the common thread. They're young, they're male, they're crazy, they inhabit a fantasy world of, world of social media, porn, and video games. They are high on government-endorsed weed. They're numbed by the endless psychotropic drugs that are handed out in every school in the country by crackpots posing as counselors, and they are angry. They know that their lives will not be better than their parents. They'll be worse. That's all but guaranteed. They know that. They're not that stupid. And yet the authorities in their lives, mostly women, never stop lecturing them about their so-called privilege. You're male. You're privileged. Imagine that. Try to imagine an unhealthier unhappier life than that so a lot of young men in america are going nuts are you surprised that's a quote from tucker carlson uh these there seems to be a connection between these psychotropic drugs and uh, mass shooters a couple of examples eric harris the columbine columbine killer was on zoloft and something called lubox i'm not familiar with a year earlier, a 15-year-old called Kip Kinkle shot his parents and dozens of classmates. He was on Prozac. In 2005, a 16-year-old called Jeff Wise killed his grandfather and 10 kids in Minnesota. He was also on Prozac. Uh, so was 27-year-old Stephen Kamerzak, who murdered six people at Northern Illinois University. Uh, James Holmes walked into a movie theater in Denver and shot 82 people. He was on Zoloft. So the list goes on and on and on. Uh, well, I've got more to say on this, but we're running up against a hard break. I was going to say you're making people really depressed. Yeah, it is depressing, isn't it? But do, do you know the reason why Mayberry was so peaceful and quiet? They didn't have mass shootings. <laughs> because n- nobody was married. Oh, good point. Nobody was married. Andy, and B, Barney, Floyd, Howard, Goober, Gomer, Sam, Ernest T. Bass, Helen, Thelma Lou, Clara, and of course, Opie, when he was a child. Yeah. The only married person was Otis, and he was always drunk. Oh. <laughs> 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 Well, I said I said we're going to have we're off running against a hard break. I said there are three reasons uh, for these uh, mass shootings, and uh, when we come back, I'll give you the other two. Okay, and I'm also going to tell you after the after the break in the next hour why we say someone has drunk the Kool Aid. You'll oh, fi- yeah. you'll find out. That'll be coming up. Uh, what after the break? After the news? After yeah. After yeah, after, after the, the nine o'clock, nine o'clock news. And we have a personal story about that as we, well, do. I'm afraid. we do we do a personal connection plus sutherland's carries pet supplies clothing sporting goods and the things to keep your car looking and running great see i told you perfection stop into sutherland's at 1511 east main street or online at sutherland's.com to see for yourself Hill Country Weather. 
on the air and streaming live, get the free phone app at hillcountrypatriot.com. Upper level high pressure will keep it sunny and hot for the Hill Country this weekend. Some isolated afternoon showers and thunderstorms possible, though. About 104 at Bandera, Kerrville about 100, and 105 at Junction. For tonight, maybe a thunderstorm and mid-70s. Mostly sunny and hot on Sunday, right around 100. This is Seth bringing you another hilarious installation of Comedy Clips. Starring Brian Regan. I've been watching these cooking shows, trying to learn how to cook. Haven't learned anything yet. Well, anyone would like to cook if everything was already in pre-measured glass bowls. (laughs) It's a very easy recipe. You just pick this up and you dump this in the pot. I'm gonna get my crew out here to stir this while I drink wine. I wanna see a realistic cooking show. When we come back, I'm gonna spend 20 minutes rummaging through all my drawers trying to find my measuring spoon. (laughs) And tune in tomorrow when after 45 minutes of preparation, I realize I don't have any eggs. (laughs) And on the cooking shows, there's always a finished one in the oven. Check this out. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, wish it happened at my house. Can't find anything, I got flour all over my face. There's one in here! We can eat right now! Some cook fairies barge in and prepared one! Stay tuned for your next comedy clip on the Hill Country Patriot. The Hill Country Patriot. Now, the first couple of Texas radio. Here's Bill and Allison Mencaro. Welcome back. As Bob just said, we're Bill and Allison on HillCountryPatriot.com. Thanks for joining us. I I just ran across a story that that I I thought I'd I'd like to share. An elderly man was living alone in New Jersey and he wanted to plant his annual tomato garden, but it was very difficult work since the ground was so hard, sort of like sort of like where we live. <laughs> uh, his only son, Vincent, who used to help him, was in prison. So the old man sent his son, Vincent, an email, and he described his predicament. He said, Dear Vincent, I'm feeling pretty sad because it looks like I won't be able to plant my tomato garden this year. I'm just getting too old to be digging up a garden plot. I know if you were here, my troubles would be over. I know you would be happy to dig the plot for me like in the old days. Love, Papa. A few days later, he received an email from his son. Dear Pop, don't dig up the garden. That's where the bodies are buried. What? (laughs) At 4 a.m. the next morning. FBI agents and local police arrived and dug up the entire area without finding any bodies. They apologized to the old man and left. That same day, the old man received another email from his son. Dear Pop, go ahead and plant the tomatoes now. That's the best I could do under the circumstances. Love you. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. I know. know. Brilliant, yeah. Oh, Speaking of that, I told Allison uh, 
make sure I made sure this is in my will at the <laughs> funeral, my funeral. <laughs> I want you to uh, take the. Got something going on there. I don't know what that is. Some electronic thing going on. Anyway, I told Allison that, uh, and, and I put it in my, uh, put it in my will, that uh, she should take the bouquet me. off my coffin and throw it into the crowd to see who is next. Nine <laughs> ten uh, is our Hill Country Patriot time. And I promised you uh, that I'd give you the other two reasons why I think we're having mass shootings and we didn't, you know, until relatively recently. Uh, the first reason, I think, was the, was the drugs, that uh, psychotropic drugs. Um, and I've got some statistics on that about uh, studies shown the increase in drugs have increased the uh, violence, shootings, and th- things like that. Uh, and the question is, you know, why don't they talk about this on TV? Well... Last year, the pharmaceutical industry spent almost $5 billion on advertising. Oh, you and I have commented quite recently that uh, every it seems like almost every commercial nowadays on TV is for some drug. Yeah, that's right. So $5 billion. Uh, Pfizer spent more on advertising last year than it did on research and development. Wow. So the second reason, that's the first reason. The second reason is more violent criminals have been released from custody than at any other time in our history. Wow. They're on the streets today. Left-wing Democrat administrations, particularly in large cities, uh, release violent criminals with their no bail, dropping the charges, defunding the police. Well, thanks slap to, on thanks the wrist. to George Soros. Thanks, to, thanks largely to George Soros. Mm-hmm. He wants crime. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. wants crime in the United States. Yeah, I mean, he's funny. I was wondering, the last time there was a, uh, um, was it a DA in San Antonio? And there was huge amounts of advertising um, on TV and in, well, in, the, in the newspaper. Yeah, Nico was the, the guy that Soros targeted, and they got mm-hmm. rid of him and mm-hmm. put in some left-wing. And I, I, I was wondering what was going on. And then that's when I learned that George Soros is funding these these candidates all over the country. He wants violent criminals mm-hmm. released. Mm-hmm. He, he wants chaos in america mm-hmm. because when you have chaos in america then you can clamp down eventually uh and it's it's destabilizing and he wants to destabilize he you mm-hmm. know he hates this country the third reason we have these mass shootings i believe we live in a post-christian basically a largely pagan culture that's adrift in ethical relativism mm-hmm. you know people have been taught there's uh, kids have been taught there's no right or wrong do what you want i, I saw a woman just yesterday uh, in the grocery store, and she has this, and she's with her kid, and she's wearing a T-shirt, a uh, sweatshirt, that said, make your own rules. Wow. Make your own rules. I, you know, I wanted to say to her, is that what you teach your kid to do? That must be a well-behaved kid. Make your own rules. So there's a direct correlation between mass shootings and the removal of Bibles and prayer in government schools the breakdown of a nuclear family, parents' abdication of their responsibility to teach children right and wrong and bring them up in the way that they should go, as the Bible commands. <clears throat> and I've, Finally, I found a quote from Alexander Solzhenitsyn. He said, The world had never before known godlessness as organized, militarized, and tenaciously malevolent as that practiced by Marxism, which is what these people, all these leftists are, most of them. 
within the philosophical system, this is still Solzhenitsyn, with a philosophical system of Marx and Lenin, and at the heart of their psychology, hatred of God is the principal driving force, more fundamental than all their political and economic pretensions. Militant atheism is not merely incidental or marginal to communist policy. It is not a side effect, but is the central pivot. Militant atheism is the core of communism. Hmm. Okay, that, that was my little essay. <laughs> so what's going on in the world? 914, Hill Country Patriot Time. Well, I promised before the break, to, before the news break, um, to tell people why we say someone drank the Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and Bill was just saying something that sort of just popped in my head. Um, fr- friends have said to me, several friends, good friends, they say you have the most interesting stories. And at first I thought they were making fun of me, but then I started thinking, yes, actually, both Bill and I, uh, both individually oh, been very blessed. and together, um, have been in a lot of very interesting situations and met the most unusual people. And so we're, we're going to sh- share those stories with you every week. And when Bill was just talking a minute ago, I did not realize he was going to do this. He was quoting Alexander Sol- Solzhenitsyn. And uh, sometime, maybe next week, I will talk about um, my um, meeting. He was, he was your grandfather, wasn't he? <laughs> no, he wasn't. My, my grandfather was Sam Walton. <laughs> that's right. That's, that, that is, that's another true story, by the way. <laughs> no, he, but, but Bill was talking about Alexander Solzhenitsyn. And I, I met a man who... Um, met Alexander Solzhenitsyn when he was in the Gulag. Wow. Oh, I, I will tell that story some other time. Maybe yeah. may, may, maybe, maybe next week. Okay. But, uh, but it, any, anyway, what, what, what I planned to, to share with you today was, um, I don't know how many of you remember um, Jim Jones, who founded the People's Temple. Um, possibly some of you are too young or <laughs> just don't remember. But he promoted Christian socialism. So you can jump in, if you, if, and and that, then he, then he promoted a form of communism that he called apostolic socialism. Well, some people read Acts four, I think, or five, uh, chapter where the Christians, uh, the disciples, had all things in common, and they say, "See, that's uh, that's the Bible endorses mm-hmm. socialism. Christians mm-hmm. should be socialists." Mm-hmm. Well. That is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very clear in the Bible that that was something they did voluntarily. They, and uh, the proof of that is uh, Ananias and Sapphira uh, so, sold some land, and they gave the apostles the money, but they didn't give all the money, but they claimed to have given all the money to them. And Peter said to, to them, to first Ananias and then Sapphira, uh, he, he said, wasn't the land yours when you owned it and you could do whatever you wanted with it? And you didn't, when you sold it, wasn't the money yours? You could do whatever you wanted with it? Obviously, I'm paraphrasing. Uh, so that's clear that they weren't forcing the people to, to live as socialists. It's, if you wanted to share and have everything mm-hmm. in common, fine. But that wasn't a commandment. Okay. That's my interjection. <laughs> okay. But, but uh, anyway, the, the People's Temple... Um, were, were living in a commune in San Francisco, and they started getting negative media. So in 1974, Jim Jones, um, who was the leader, moved the People's Temple 
to um, the country of Guyana in South America, which is on the east coast of South America. And he, he named <laughs> the, the, the town Jonestown after himself. Uh, he said he was building a socialist paradise free from the oppression of the U.S. government. Um, his fo- followers turned over their income and property to him, um, and they were dis- disproportionately black and poor. Um, but eventually reports started coming out about human rights abuses, and there were accusation charges that people were being held against their will. So Congressman Leo Ryan from California um, led a de- delegation to investigate. Uh, he had constituents there, and, and this was 1978. And he told the people, if you want to leave, let me know and come with me. Um, and as he was boarding his return flight on a small plane, uh, Congressman Leo Ryan and four others were gunned down. Yes, they were gunned down then, by uh, orders of Jim Jones. Mm-hmm. And then Jim Jones ordered his followers. Yeah, and you, you accused me of reading something <laughs> depressing. Thank you very much. He ordered his followers to com- commit mass suicide. He murdered over 900 people, including th- th- 304 children. Yeah. He ordered them to drink Kool-Aid. Actually, it wasn't Kool-Aid. It was Flavor-Aid. It's cheaper. <laughs> Probably cheaper. It was a mix with cyanide. And, and there are photos that have come out um, of his followers immediately filling their cups and cups for their babies. That's a delightful story. Thank you. I was like <laughs> and, to do this on morning radio, folks. And, 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 our, and our personal connection. Do, do you want... Okay. Uh, yeah, I knew a photographer for the Washington Post, Frank Johnston. And uh, he was... Uh, he got a call at you know, two o'clock in the morning from, the night, yeah. from his editor saying, uh, we've got a plane waiting for you at uh, Reagan national airport. Uh, get down there and get on it. And, uh, the, the, they, they said, we don't know what's, we going, know on, what's going on, but we, we know it's something big, something big is going on in the country of Guyana. So, uh, Guyana. So he got on the plane, not knowing what was going to happen. And, uh, by the time he arrived over Guyana and, and the Jonestown place, uh, it was light, and he he told me he looked down there, and he said he saw these crowds of people, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people down there, and uh, so he didn't know what was going on, so they landed, and uh, he 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 was he he took uh, pictures from the air. He yeah. was he was the very first photographer uh, on site, and his his uh, photographs were oh they they were published around the world yeah, and uh, when he got to the when the plane landed and he got to Jonestown, he realized that the the crowd that he thought was from the air uh, were dead bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was the first one there. Mm-hmm. They didn't know they discovered it. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Well, that was a delightful <laughs> story. Thank you, Allison. I'll remember to <clears throat> talk to you later about things like that. 921 <laughs> is our Hill Country Patriot time with Bill and Allison, and uh, glad to have you with us. Well, my, my, my point was how, how we are tangentially involved in so many in, you know, weird we're, weird we're stories involved in weird. Joan, the jonestown massacre thank you yeah, exactly I don't, I don't think we wanted to know that <laughs> but all right uh the center point down home country parade is today starts at uh, a little over half an hour 10 o'clock uh, bring your lawn chair and sunscreen and join us uh, this year's center point parade to kick off the festivities and it's the annual barbecue fundraiser for the center point volunteer fire department and the ISD class reunion weekend. The 
parade is going to begin at Mosty Lane in Center Point and proceed down China Street, turning right onto 480. It'll travel through downtown Center Point before turning left onto Skyline Drive. So that starts at 10 a.m. in uh, in Center Point today. And okay. uh, so get out there and support the volunteer fire department. Okay, but so but before I forget, the the, the whole reason about telling the the Jonestown story or that mass murder um, was that's where we get the the term somebody drank the Kool Aid. Aha. Uh-huh. That's right. They they were instructed to drink the Kool Aid. Oh yeah, and they that, did. That and they did. Slogan has stayed with us. Yep, since then. sure wow. has. And that was what back in the eighties or seventy eight. Seventy eight. Nineteen seventy eight. Okay. Well, what else is going on today? Friends of the Library book sale is from ten to four at the uh, library in Kerrville, Bud Holdsworth Library, uh, from ten to four. There's a wide selection of gently used books, movies, and audiobooks to choose from. I think hard, hardbacks are like a dollar and a half or something. Mm-hmm. Really, real bargain. So uh, don't don't forget to miss that nine twenty three. Don't, don't so forget to miss don't it. Um, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> don't don't <laughs> don't forget don't, to miss it. Don't don't miss it. Is, is what he meant to say. Oh, uh, the worst football team in history. This took a lot of research. <laughs> now, no other football team in history, and I'm including prep school, JV squads. Dental school, <laughs> scrub teams for the state home for unwed mothers. None of that has ever chalked up a record as dismal as that of Bethel, Ohio High School. You know where Bethel? You're from no, Chillicothe. I, I am from Ohio, but I don't know okay. right. where Bethel is. Bethel, Ohio High School. In 1974, Bethel's opponents scored 544 <laughs> points against them while in the season... Bethel did not score once. Oh. In the entire season? <laughs> the entire season, they I mean, did I don't, not score. I don't, I don't, I'm not a football expert. <laughs> yeah, well, you know that's bad. <laughs> the, the, the game scores uh, during the season, the season games, 40-0, to 53-0, 92-0, 89-0, 50-0, 33-0, 36-0, and the final game was 49-0. Uh, in one contest, five of Bethel's 11 punts were blocked. They, they averaged slightly under four yards per kick. Uh, so that was 74. In the opening weeks of the 1975 season, Bethel showed it had no, lost no steam over the summer, getting trounced in the first game, 80, uh, in the first two games, 89-0. to zero. Wow. The, the school's athletic director said, when we score, we're going to have a big celebration. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the world's worst wow. football team ever. That was, ever. that was pathetic. Yeah, no kidding. It was pathetic. Oh, 924, Hill Country Patriot time. And we've got a lot, a lot of events going on that we want to make sure we tell you about before we have to go off the air. Uh, and we cannot forget Lady Lamont. <laughs> Lorraine Lamont. Uh, Lorraine Lamont, Lady Lamont, she's professionally known oh, okay. uh, and when she sings, uh, and her band, the boys' band, at 6 p.m. tonight, our own Lorraine Lamont, Lamont playing blues, funk, and R&B uh, tonight, at starting at 6. At Babies? At Babies Seafood Bucket, 225 Earl Garrett Street in Kerrville. Mm-hmm. So be sure you come down there and support our local musicians, and uh, so you you listen to we listen to uh, Lorraine every day in the morning 
on Hill Country Patriot. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Uh, Monday through Friday. That's true. Monday through Friday. Just after, just after Matt Long. Kerrville Open Pro Rodeo is tonight at 8 p.m. Includes bull riding, bareback and saddle bronc riding, ladies barrel racing, calf roping, team roping, mini bull and mini bareback riding. There'll be a drill team performing. And uh, for the kids, there's calf scramble and mutton busting. Uh, that'll be at the, guess where it's going to be, Alex? Ag Barn. The Ag Barn. <laughs> otherwise known as the Youth Events Center in Kerrville. Well, I think it's, actually, I think that big sign out front says Happy event, Happy State Bank Event uh, Center. Uh, yes, it does. Happy State Bank Event Center. That's where it's going to be. And uh, don't forget to patronize our local events because uh, that's what keeps keeps us vibrant mm-hmm. in this place. Mm-hmm. 9.26, Hill Country Patriot time. And let's see what else we got. Oh, we got so much, I don't know what to, what to do. <laughs> Inflation. Not seen in generations. Of course, we know all about that. Uh, it's... Uh, It's worth pointing out, by the way, that Trump is the only president of the 21st century who did not see uh, did not see Russia invade another country on his watch. Mm-hmm. They all were afraid of Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, they laugh they laugh at President Brandon, mm-hmm. uh, but they were afraid of Trump, and uh, he kind of gave them the impression that they, he was all you know he they didn't know what he was going to do, you know, so they didn't want to take a chance. But now China is talking about invading Taiwan. Putin has invaded Ukraine uh, and apparently some other places. Uh, but speaking of President Brandon, his baby formula shortage has hit the city of Milwaukee so badly, babies have been admitted to the emergency room for malnutrition. Wow. Yeah. Uh, we don't have enough baby food supply on the market, baby formula, because Biden is more concerned with pronouns than ensuring America's children have enough to eat. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a national crisis, uh, and it's not a worldwide crisis. This is all squarely on Joe Biden and his caretakers. It's what happens when you put left-wing sociopaths in charge <laughs> of a country. They don't focus on the basics, like making sure we have enough energy, water, baby food. They don't care about the basics. They want to rewire human nature into something that will accept partial birth abortion and transgenderism and well, spending money on making monkeys transgender yeah there you go as we talked about early in the mm-hmm. show if, mm-hmm. if you didn't hear uh the, the uh is it the nih doing it or uh, wuhan lab or I, I think it's the NIH. nih yeah is is spending taxpayers money on ma- on making monkeys transgender transgender mm-hmm. all, all in the name of aids mm-hmm. research mm-hmm. when monkeys don't get aids mm-hmm. This is insanity, mm-hmm. but this is what we got. You know, this is what we got. When you have these these left wing sociopaths in office, running the country, they're, they're pushing abortion, uh, forgiving student loans for the elite college educated. Some congresswoman, some left wing congressman, actually woman, got on the floor of the house and complained that her uh, that the taxpayers weren't paying off her student loan debts. Wasn't that AOC? Oh no, it was one, one of, of those the, Muslim one of, one Muslim of, ones. Yeah, one in of the, the jihad in the, in the head, headdress jihad squad. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know when you when you get these left wing sociopaths in in office, they they empty and, prisons. And she's she's making a whole lot more money than than probably most of our listeners. 
Oh, sure. I uh, I forget how much. 190, 180,000, I think, is a, something yeah. like that, is the salary for a congress, mm-hmm. congressman mm-hmm. or woman. And she's complaining about it. Mm-hmm. And AOC has complained about mm-hmm. the salary. Mm-hmm. She thinks it could be. She's, she's very difficult to live mm-hmm. uh, on $200,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But the, they push, these left-wing sociopaths push chemical castrating little kids, gay porn in elementary schools, drag queen story hours, Americans being replaced by illegal aliens. But do they do anything about the price of gas? No, they want the price of gas high because the, even the Secretary of Energy has said, well, buy an electric vehicle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, 60, it's pushing 60000 for an electric vehicle. I, I think so. They're think so they, out of I touch. think they start pretty close to six. Yeah, and then they go up from there. They start, they don't, they're so out of touch. They don't mm-hmm. even know that people can't afford their mm-hmm. stupid electric vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people are, with this baby, getting back to the baby formula, they're trying to dilute the formula by adding water. And mm-hmm. that can lead, uh, uh, one doctor said that can lead to brain swelling or even organ failure. Wow. You know, this is the last thing that should be happening in the United States of America. You know, we can't feed our babies. And this administration has known for months this was coming and did nothing. Because feeding babies is no more near as important to them as, as making sure everybody has the correct pronouns. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's just, it's absolutely insane. Uh, and the reason that we have a baby formula shortage the government Actually, I, I don't know the government is the number one purchaser of baby formula the federal government hmm. through the uh, WIC, WIC program yeah. yeah WIC women infants and children uh, which the federal government buys about half of all infant formula used in America and the states hand out quote free which is of course paid for by taxpayers money uh, Abbott is the sole provider for about half uh, the baby formula uh, so they're big the there are th- Big three producers of baby formula, and the uh, daunting FDA regulations, government contracts, uh, other baby formula companies can't compete with this protectionism that the government gives to baby formula companies. Um, and our policy restricts imports of Canadian baby formula, uh, which is perfectly acceptable in the European Union, but the United States says, oh no, you can't impor- import it. Uh, Customs and Border Patrol seizes baby formula coming into the country because it doesn't meet FDA regulations. Well, uh, like we're not, not supposed to be buying drugs from Canada. Right. And in many cases, Which European, are a whole lot cheaper. European baby formula is banned simply because the labels don't meet FDA requirements. Wow. Well, what they're doing is protecting mm-hmm. corporate America. Exactly. Exactly. Which is a wow. typical, typical thing for the government to do. 9.32, Gold Country Patriot Time. Okay, we're going to take a little break, and we'll be right back. So stay tuned. Some have said, down through history, if you last, it's a mystery. But I guess they don't know what they're talking about. From the mountains down to the sea, you become such a habit with me. America, America. Well, I come from down round Tennessee, but the people in California were nice to me. 
Welcome back. We're Bill and Allison, HillCountryPatriot.com, and First Couple of TexasRadio.com. And we are sometimes wrong. But we're always right. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> right. Always right. <laughs> I was talking about the Centerpoint Volunteer Fire Department fundraiser, and uh, there's a couple of things I found uh, in addition to that. So I'm going to mention it again. Uh, I mentioned the parade. Uh, what I didn't tell you about is the barbecue and dance. It's going to be today. Uh, from 11 to 2, there's going to be a barbecue. And, uh, it's, again, it's a fundraiser for the Volunteer Fire Department at Center Point. There's going to be a dance tonight from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. at the Center Point Volunteer Fire Department headquarters, which is 548 West Kelly Street in Center Point. Uh, there'll be a gun raffle, a silent auction. Uh, so come out and support the uh, Volunteer Fire Department in Center, Center Point and have some great food and Meet your neighbors. So that's going to be today. Uh, as I said, the parade. Let's add that on another sheet. Um, that's today at 10 a.m. Uh, in Center Point. 20 minutes from now. Yeah. And then, uh, what did I say? 11 and, from 11 to 2 is the barbecue that where you can support the fire department. And then the dance from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. at the Volunteer Fire Department headquarters, 548 West Kelly Street in Center Point. Uh, so come out and support your volunteer fire department. Got a very nice uh, email from a listener. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, actually, he's commenting on a uh, little audio clip that we played. Uh, and so what I'm, I'm going to uh, ask Allison to, to hit that one. It's called Baby, Kill Baby One. This is a, this is a woman, and this is not a joke. This is, uh, this is a crazy woman who posted, uh, posted this on TikTok. Yo, these dumbasses were making a live on TikTok, and they were explaining about how, oh, pro-life is good, abortions are bad, da-da-da-da, all this and that, and I had to pop in, give my two cents, and they were like, you know, like, they're babies, it's a human, humans have rights, and you're gonna kill it, that's a murder, and I'm like, listen, bitch, I would get pregnant just to abort it, you can't argue with me, okay, I'm psycho, I would can kill it, I would push myself down the stairs, I would jump out of a plane to kill that baby, I do not want to give birth, okay, I'm psycho, I would kill it. I would push myself down the stairs. I would jump out of a plane and kill that baby. 
Chola baby. Chola baby. Yeah, this is this is the kind of children that mm-hmm. uh, are being raised in our society now. Mm-hmm. Doesn't doesn't bother her to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. And uh, why know. not just not get pregnant in the first place? Oh, except I take that back. She said early on that she would get pregnant on purpose just so she could kill, kill it. a baby. Yeah. Well, this listener wrote Bill and Allison reflecting on the TikTok deceived about life woman. Is the way he put it. Mm-hmm. She certainly is. And the verse you quoted, I remember. Uh, a young wife of a Bible Institute staff member. She could actually prolong her life and have a better fight against her cancer by getting an abortion. She, cho- <laughs> Allison breaks up sometimes. And I guess I do too. She chose to risk going early from this life to the next life so that her son could be born. She do- did pass within a year. The boy is near 40 now. She has eternal life now and left an inheritance of faith to him. That would happen in San Antonio. And he put in some verses, I think, that are very apt. Proverbs 8.36, He who sins against me wrongs his own soul. All those who hate me love death. That woman that we just heard hates God. Mm-hmm. She loves death. Okay, 941, Hill Country Patriot time. A teen girl who was medically treated to transition into a boy, starting at age 13, by the way. Well, we, we know someone who's doing that to their own child. Yeah. Including she had a double mastectomy. Testified to a California State Assembly hearing about the damage done to her future. Mm-hmm. She said, I will never be able to breastfeed a child. Her name is Chloe Cole, C-O-L-E. Uh, because there's a hearing on legislation that would make the state a sanctuary for minors seeking to alter their biological sex through drugs and surgery. It would be a uh-huh. sanctuary state. Uh-huh. So if your parents don't want you to do it, just find some way to get to California, and they'll, they'll taxpayer, taxpayers will pay for it. Well, I'm sure we all remember how stupid we were when we were teenagers. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but she said, I'll never be able to breastfeed a child. I have blood clots in my urine. I'm unable to fully empty my bladder. I do not yet know if I'm capable of carrying a child a full term. Uh, Chloe said that when her parents sought help, when she told them at age 13 she wanted to be a boy, they were pressured by therapists to, and teachers to agree with her. She said, my parents were given the threat of suicide as a reason to move me forward in my transition, and Chloe never threatened suicide. The the so-called counselors and therapists told the parents... Made it up? Made it up. Told the parents, oh, she might commit suicide unless you let her go through this. That's what they do. She might. At 15, she asked to have her breasts removed. Uh, She attended a class with other teen girls who say they wanted to be boys. She said... I was unknowingly physically cutting off my true self from my body irreversibly and painfully. Our trans identities were not questions. I didn't understand all the ramifications of any of the medical decisions I was making. I wasn't capable of understanding it, and it was downplayed consistently. And we have an audio. Now, this is, this is the girl, Chloe Cole, warning kids about transitioning and what happened to her. My name is Chloe Cole, and I am a 17-year-old detransitioner from the Central Valley. I was medically transitioned from ages 13 to 16. 
my parents took me to a therapist to affirm my male identity. And the therapist did not care about causality or encouraged me to learn to be comfortable in my body. He brushed off my parents' concerns about the efficacy of hormones, puberty blockers, and surgeries. My parents were given the threat of suicide as a reason to move me forward in my transition. My endocrinologist, after two or three appointments, put me on puberty blockers and injectable testosterone. At age 15, I asked to remove my breasts. My therapist continued to affirm my transition. I attended a top surgery class that was filled with around 12 girls that thought were, they were men. Most were my age or younger. None of us were going to be men. We were fleeing from the uncomfortable feeling of becoming women. I was unknowingly physically cutting off my true self from my body, irreversibly and painfully. Our trans identities were not questioned. I went through with surgery. Despite having therapists and attending the top surgery class, I really didn't understand all the ramifications of any of the medical decisions I was making. I wasn't capable of understanding and it was downplayed consistently. My parents, on the other hand, were pressured to continue my so-called gender journey with a suicide threat. I will never be able to breastfeed a child. I have blood clots in my urine. I am unable to fully empty my bladder. I do not yet know if I am capable of carrying a child to full term. In fact, even the doctors who put me on puberty blockers and testosterone do not know. Yeah, that was Chloe Cole. Mm-hmm. What happened to her? Mm-hmm. As a warning, if anybody's considering that, you're going to ruin your life. You can't, you can take, get all the surgeries you want. Mark Robinson appointed this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina. You can get all the surgeries you want. You can have all the, the drugs you want. You can't change your DNA, mm-hmm. and that's, that's what right. makes you a man or a that's woman right. or a boy or a girl. And, and you know, one of our, which um, Supreme Court justice was it, who recently was asked what a woman was, and she said, I'm not a biologist, so yeah. I, don't, I don't know. The new, the new one that, uh, that Biden appointed. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was asked, uh, Brown, is it, it's an H.E. Brown. Like but but I, I want to point out, in 1977, Billy Joel managed to write a woman, a, a song, I'm sorry, a song, she's always a woman despite not having a Ph.D. in biology. How about that? Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm not a veterinarian, but I know what a dog is, what a cat is. I mean, that was the stupidest thing. But they, I know it. But they vote for a, uh, someone who claims that they, they don't know what a woman is, can't define what a woman. But in the next breath, they say, oh, she's the first woman, mm-hmm. black woman on the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Well, but you don't know what a woman is. I don't know. Uh, the uh, American Civil Liberties Union and the National Education Association and other left-wing organizations say that students are never too young to change their sex. Never. Wow. Never too young. Oh, that is just terrible. Quote, age and maturity should never be a basis for denying a transition, unquote. Oh. Yeah. Well, I, I mentioned that we have an acquaintance, not really a friend, but it's an acquaintance, whose um, daughter transed to to a boy. And um, she had to have started when she was a minor, which meant mom and dad paid for it, or insurance paid for it. Um, the reason I learned about it, um, they went on the Today Show talking about how proud they were of her for winning a, a, a swim meet um, against other girls. Or, I'm sorry, what, what? am I wrong? 
Maybe she was a, a girl and became a boy. Maybe was was that it? I don't know. Oh, we we've never met the child, but but they're proud of her because she could you know, she could beat girls in in a swim match. I think that's what it was. Well, like I said, like I said, I could be wrong. Maybe maybe she was. I don't know. Uh, well, k- kids are so confused. I mean, uh, Elson, you got that audio play, that cake sex hotkey. For example, cake gender. Um, I know a few people who personally use this. Um, it's typically described as them feeling light and fluffy or sweet and warm. And it's not something that you could typically describe with the terms masculine, feminine, androgynous, etc. Another example of cake gender would be if someone feels like they have different layers or flavors to their particular gender. <laughs> oh, you got to laugh. <laughs> laugh at that. Oh. And the Army now is instructing soldiers under, under penalty of discipline. They have to, to shower with transgender members of the opposite sex. Wow even if those people have not undergone a surgical transition and still have their wow. equipment at birth. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. If, if they don't shower, uh, you know, with somebody of the opposite sex, uh, they can be disciplined under the Uniform Code of Military wow. Justice. Wow. Yeah. That's our United States Army. And on the same subject, a top <laughs> Biden nuclear energy official is a gender-fluid drag queen. Oh, that's right. Um he has been appointed. Picture, his name is that picture is just yeah. It's too bad we can't hideous, show the picture. Hideous. Uh, Sam Brinton is overseeing all of America's nuclear power plants. He's serving as the deputy assistant secretary for spent fuel and waste disposition in the office of nuclear energy in the Department of Energy. So he's overseeing America's nuclear power plants. He's a quote non-binary drag queen who has a history of sexual fetishes and kinks. Uh, he posted a photo of himself making the announcement, wearing a red jumpsuit and a, and high heels. There you go. Yeah, it's really disgusting. Oh, you have the picture there. I have the picture. Too bad this is not TV. Yeah, it isn't. Uh, he goes by when, the pronouns. When, when we go big, we'll, we'll be on yeah, TV. We'll be on TV. <laughs> he goes by the pronouns they, them. Uh, he boasted about being one of the, quote, very first gender-fluid individuals in federal government leadership. <laughs> yeah. Appointed by Biden. Yeah. Biden. Yeah. Um, an article in the newspaper at Rensselaer Polytech Institute said this guy has a history of sexual fetishes and kinks. And they went into the details, but I'm not going to read them. <laughs> uh, he also, this guy who is now in charge of all nuclear facilities, uh, nuclear power plants in the United States, uh, in uh, 2015 he publicly defended an underage gay prostitution website. He publicly defended mm. them. Uh, he said they were raided by the FBI, and he said the raid was much worse than the, having the website. Oh. An underage gay prostitution website. Oh. So this is a Biden administration official. This is what you got. This is what you got. Uh, and it's, it's you know being encouraged uh, by corporations. This kind of stuff is being encouraged by corporations. Uh, Coca-Cola, there was a huge pride, uh, gay pride event in London recently. Coca-Cola sent drag queens and others in company branding. Uh, it's, you know, there's a lot of, you know, I've got a list of 64. Well, anyway, we won't go into it, but maybe we'll go into it next week. 
Well, Enough of that. It kind of well, okay. creeps me out. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Here, here we have a 911 dispatcher answering a, a 911 call. Please state your emergency. The caller said, I'm at the restaurant to pick up my pizza, and it's not ready yet. Yeah, I've heard that, that, weird that, stuff. That, that, that's a real, real nine one one call. Yeah, I, I, well, I, actually, I, I must say, um, several years ago, I was out walking in our neighborhood, and um, our our neighbor has a large property, and they have a, a a telephone at their at their locked gate, and uh, there was a herd of <laughs> herd of cows in the road, and it was getting dark. So I went over to the phone, and the only thing you could do was call 911 or the house. And I didn't have the number for the house, so I called 911, and I said, I apologize for calling you, but but I'm, I, I told them my location. And, and I said, there are a bunch of cows out in the middle of the road, and it's starting to get dark. And I said, I don't know if this qualifies as an emergency. And they said, yes, actually it does. <laughs> Okay. Well, yeah. it could be a traffic hazard. Exactly. Yeah. They they, they said we'll we'll uh, we'll send send um send a cowboy out to uh, <laughs> to round well, them, it is a, round it, them up. It, you know, I had a similar thing, and I'm trying to remember what it was. It was a, it might have been a cow um, on Harper Road, and I this is several years ago, and I called nine one one. You know, what is your emergency? I said, well, there's a cow standing <laughs> in the middle of Harper Road, and that they yelled at me for calling nine one one. Really? I said that's a traffic emergency. It is oh, an emergency. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, George, do not use 911 for something silly like that. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't impressed. Mm-mm. Because so. yeah, they were very nice to me. Well, and you're a woman. Assured me, assured me that it was an actual emergency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what, 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 should, what they should have done. Oh, time is flying. You know what they, what they say about <laughs> time flies like an arrow. Fruit flies like a banana. So chew on that one for a while. But uh, time flies, I'll tell you. The li- Although I read the other day, and I think it, it really makes sense, life is too short to waste time matching your socks. <laughs> should just buy them all Did, the same. Didn't you hear that on Seinfeld? Uh, probably. You should buy them all this, the same. You know. I wish yours were all... I do match socks, and Bill has so many different pairs that are all... Like they're all black, but they're all different brands. So, they, so they, yeah, those I pain know. Should neck. I just throw them all away and <laughs> buy new ones? Blow money on buy, buy new ones that are all the same. They're all the same. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, it'll make yeah. my make my job easier. Yeah, I'd be folding your socks more often. Well, that's that's true. You know, I mentioned that uh, in my will. I I did, I did mention this earlier in the show. Uh, it's. I want uh, Allison to take the bouquet off my coffin and <laughs> throw it into the crowd to see who's next. But uh, I did tell Allison I wanted to be cremated, and she made an appointment for me for next Tuesday. <laughs> I didn't know they took walk-ins. That was news to me. Oh, 9.55, Hill Country Patriot time with Bill and Allison. Well, thank you for joining us. We are on hillcountrypatriot.com, and we are also on... First couple of Texas Radio.com. Where you can listen 24 to our shows. 24-7. You can listen to our archive shows 24-7. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned, here we go. There's a lot of other stuff going on today, so I don't want to run out of time. I've got to let you know. There's a gun and knife show today 
started at 9 o'clock. It goes till 5 o'clock. And then tomorrow, from 10 to 4, guess where it is, Allison? Let me guess. <laughs> it's the Ag Barn. It is. The Hill Country <laughs> Youth Event Center. Uh, this is a, no, this, it's the Happy State Bank Event Center. Okay. It's the largest uh, gun show in the area, and uh, it's a pretty good one. So uh, make sure you go if you're interested in guns, knives. Uh, they always have other stuff. Uh, they have um, arts and crafts. Uh, they have, you know, food, um, you know, that you can buy or eat there or whatever. Um, but they they uh, they sell jewelry. Mm-hmm. And I think the theory in that is <laughs> make make your I, wife happy. I, I, I have gotten some jewelry from, from, yeah. from gun shows. Make your wife happy <laughs> that you've gone to the gun show. Bring her home some jewelry. Uh, it's a farmer's market injunction today from 9 to t- noon. There's no charge to attend. Family, friends, pets are welcome. There'll be food, crafts, uh, Junction City Park. goes on every Saturday, and we announce it every Saturday because we like to support farmer's markets. You know, it's, it's important uh, that we have, uh, we support our local producers, our local farmers. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're amateurs, and they're, they're producing good food and healthy food. So make sure you get out to the farmer's market uh, injunction uh there's several going around the area there's one this morning uh until noon at the river hill mall mm-hmm. we're right in front of jc penny in the parking lot mm-hmm. and uh, allison i'll probably stop in there mm-hmm. um today uh just in a few minutes uh, but i'll mention it anyway um uh, at the uh the large heb on uh, main street uh, peterson health is going to demonstrate how hot a car gets in record time because they're concerned about children and pets. Uh, so they have a car, a thermometer, and city EMS, and Peterson Health staff on hand. So how hot, how quick, you can find out in about four minutes uh, at the big HEB on Main Street. Uh, what else have I got? Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to hit them all if I can. Uh, Friends of the Library book sale from 10 to 4 today at Buttholdsworth Library in Kerrville. Gently used books. They have good selection. It's a, it's a cool place to be. If you uh, if you're into books, it's uh, or movies or audiobooks, you'll find them dirt cheap there. People donate them to the library and then they sell them, and it's it's fundraising for the library. And tonight at 6 p.m., our own Lady Lemon, as she's known professionally, uh, is uh, is going to be singing with her band, our own Lorraine Lemon, playing blues, funk, and R&B at uh, Baby's Seafood Bucket, which is 225 Earl Garrett Street in Kerrville. We're almost out of here, Allison. We are. Join us next Saturday from 8 to 10. 8 to 10. And uh, Hill Country Patriot, first couple of TexasRadio.com. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your paths. You've been listening to the Bill and Allison Mencaro Show, heard each Saturday, 9 to 10 a.m., on the Hill Country Patriots.